Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, uh, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You are listening to and watching the News Crew, and I am your host tonight, Brian, the conscience of Cleveland Donlin. Uh, tonight, we are going to be talking about all of the latest news. We are going to be looking into some of the newest contract dealings of the moment. We're going to be thinking how much is that pup list in the window. We're going to be thinking about all of the free agents we've got left. And then, as always, we will have our third and top ten and our statistic of the week. But, as you will see, we've actually got some new faces joining the crew tonight, and we'll do some introductions in a minute. Now, remember, folks, you can find the crew on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Give us a like, give us a subscribe and follow us, and we will keep you right with all of the news up to the season, and then it'll be even better because we'll actually get to talk about proper NFL. And it's only six Sundays left to go. Six Sundays till we're back, gentlemen. Um, so, as I say, tonight we have got a whole range of crew-based experience with us from the old and crusty uh, to the fresh as a daisy. Uh, and I will let you all decide who is crusty and who are fresh as daisies. Um, now, First off, we have got our most uh, our most patriotic member of the crew who bleeds red, white, and blue. Or is that a uh, rouge, silver, and navy? Uh, it's good. How are you doing, Chief? I'm not bad, mate. Yourself? I'm all right, mate. It's good to see you. It's good it's to be on. Time. Aye, far too long, mate. We're well, delighted to have you back on to share some of that, uh, that, that New England knowledge with us. Uh, moving on, now he's called the Big Chief, um, but we're going to change that to the Big Cheese because he's a bit with me so often in this crew, that must explain what the smell is. Uh, Studs, how are you doing, mate? Uh, not bad, mate, not bad. I think the only thing Krusty's probably coming out of Cleveland, one of the Sean's towels. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, at least we've got all our players signed to contracts. Uh, <laughs> now, wow. uh, if, if those two are the age, uh, these two must be the beauty um, of the crew tonight. Um, now, you might actually have heard John's dulcet tones as he joined Dan for one of our, our newer ventures, the Sunday Night Crew, uh, as he joined us on Twitter Spaces to share some of his uh, New York-based knowledge. Uh, so, John, how are you doing, mate? I'm not too bad. What? How's everyone else doing? Good mate. Now don't, don't don't you worry. You two new boys will get a wee uh, a wee minute to 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 justify your existence in a minute. We always like to make the new boys uh, explain themselves uh, and why, frankly, they don't follow a sensible team like the Browns. Um, and on the notion of of new faces with us tonight, um, they say good things come in threes. So we've got two, and I don't really know what this is going to be good, bad, or indifferent. Um, it is Paul who is joining us as well. Paul, how you doing, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm, I'm well. Right, as I say, boys, we always like when we've got some new faces joining us to, to give them two questions uh, and then we all get to judge your choices, frankly. Uh, so first question is always, how did you get in to follow in the NFL? It's not a, a stock sport in Scotland. It's not something that we're exposed to a huge amount unless we go out looking for it. So how did you get into the sport and who is your team and why do you follow them? Now, to be fair, folk, anybody that's actually watching tonight that can he guess who Paul's team is, like... I'm I'm fairly specky and even I got it. Um, so Paul, we will start with yourself, mate. How did you get into the NFL, and um, why why do you follow such a crap team? Says the Browns fan. Believe it or not, it was all because of Gavin Hastings back in the Scottish Claymores days, back in 1994-95. He signed for the Claymores, and uh, and that's how I kind of started falling in love with the sport, and how I became a Cowboys fan. It's there's multiple ways I've became a Cowboys fan. One was because of the movie Little Giants, because the Cowboys uniforms in that movie was <laughs> fantastic. I love a Hollywood two, like was, two was Emmett Smith, and three was pretty much Michael Irvin. So those those were the main reasons why I just fell in love with the team, and also like the Cowboys uniform, the Navy uniform was actually very similar to the Claymore's uniform with the dark Navy, yeah. silver pants, silver helmet. So it was bit, like there was a lot of similarities. So I just stuck by it based on the claymores that way. That's that's a guy I never even. Do you know? For all the years, I've never even twigged at the kind of similarities between the claymores uniform and the Dallas uniform. It's just a shame that the claymores were a good team. Uh, right, okay. Uh, with that all said, thank you very much, mate. Uh, John, what about yourself? How did you get into the game, uh, and and who do you follow, and why do you follow them? Uh, mine was uh, playing Madden NFL, so. Uh, <laughs> the classic. 
play Madden. I'm absolutely uh, crap at it, so uh, I don't claim to be any expert on it. But uh, my team are the the New York Jets, uh, which uh, it's quite a a weird one for a lot of people when they say, "Oh, you're a Jets fan," but hopefully, good times are coming uh, there with Aaron Rodgers and uh, various other pieces in in place. Uh, yep good young team so uh, I think the the main reason I, I started to follow them is uh, I, I had went on a holiday to, in New York so uh, there's two teams to pick from and I definitely wasn't picking the Giants so <laughs> with, one, with, with one option Buffalo nice do you know what I mean? I do love it because this is what I'll, I'll do my wee kickback to the to the crew last week where we were talking about uh, second teams and who you've got a soft spot for. And I do have a soft spot for the Jets, but the only reason because the Jets have been that rotten for that long, I always wind up signed by them as face of the franchise on Madden. Yeah. When he plays a quarterback, you always wind up going to the Jets because they've always got like, the number one pick in the draft. So like... Some of the the players that were around when I started to follow them, uh, and round about 2010, 2011 and stuff, eh? So, uh, so some excellent players back then, eh? Absolutely, mate. Right, okay, folks, we are going to get stuck into it, and we are going to get going with our kick off question. Now, we always like to do a wee question to loosen us all up. You two gents have had an excuse, so I'll start this with the two, uh, the old and crusty ones in the corner. No, this is a this is a question. I can't believe we've not had this is a kickoff question before actually. Uh, so it feels like the kind of thing that you always talk about. It's classic kind of pub chat. No, we've seen that the Saints have brought in veteran tight end Jimmy Graham, and it, you know it poses. No, I'm not saying Jimmy Graham retired, but he's old, uh, and it does pose a question: if you could bring back any retired player to play for a season, who would it be? Who would be that? That's just one more year, guy. Now, you can have anybody you want, but I'll give you bonus points if you can find somebody that's not in their 60s. I was originally going to make this, they must be their current age, just to avoid everybody saying, like, I want Jerry Rice, and make you think about trying to put current 60-year-old Jerry Rice up against, like, sauce. Um, So I'll tell you what, just, you know, and I'm going to give it to Scott because I know what his answer is, and I love his answer so much. Scud, who who is the, the the one person you'd bring back to play for New England? Just just one more year. It's not going to be the quarterback you think I'm going to say. No, I don't think you're going to say a quarterback, but, mate. That's why right, I love no. this one. <laughs> no, for me it'll be Gronk. Um, just get down to the thing, be the same way as bringing back Graham Gronk. I've never seen anybody like him. He can do the full stage of the thing, mate. But I just love the big guy, and he was party time all the time. I was going to say, is this purely because you really want to go for a pint with him? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's got to be up there as an all-time player. Like if you could pick any NFL player to go out, on, on, out in the beer with, Gronk can't be far off anybody's number one slot, surely. What, what other players dented the Lombardi and nothing gets said about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, Patrick Mahomes tried to get to some random in the crowd, so you know he does have that good for him. Uh, <laughs> Right, well, since I'm bringing up, since I'm bringing up the, the, the Chiefs, Chiefs, the glorious Chiefs, what? Studs, who is your man? Who is your one that you would want to bring back and play an arrowhead for just one more year? Well, I went I would down the route what position could we probably use and utilise just now. And, um... Wait, wait a minute here. <laughs> Studs basing his primarily around who he wants to go out for a beer with, and you're looking at the depth chart. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this shows you the two very different approaches that we have to homework here in the crew. Listen, see for people to go and have a beer with, you've already got Mahomes and Kelsey sitting there. And if you're going out with Kelsey, you're going to end up in his brother's company probably as well, which is just oh, going God, to be Jackson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant Jason Kelsey. Nobody wants to be in Jackson's company. To be fair, it's Jackson not in the jail. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> So, but um, I went down there and I've actually put one of the jerseys on and now. I don't know, number 25. I've recently retired. You've got Jamal Charles at running back. 
It's a good first, show. First time I seen him, and the guy was frightening. And then, of course, you're talking about somebody that got five touchdowns against the Raiders. What's not a love? And the other one, I try to move. Just I was stuck between two, so that yellow jersey there, right? Now you will love this name, the Nigerian nightmare, Christian. Oh, yes. I was just about to say, it's like I was <laughs> going to say if you were going to see him or not, because I was going to recommend him. It's like without no be one of the guys you were thinking of. Aye, I mean, has when you see them in the shoulder pads and with a nickname like Nigerian Nightmare as a running yeah. back, he only done one thing, he ploughed right through you. You did not want to stand in his way. So back in I'd, the days, you get away with nicknames like that. Well, I very true, mate. So I'd I'd be stuck between one of those two, um, if I was being honest. And it's two very different running backs as well. So like you've, like you've dialed in on running back, given the given the, the current state of the market. Uh, well, is that you, is that you try to say, just send a message to the league? We've got listen. We've got to keep it relevant, Brian. That's what I'm all about. Try to keep it relevant to what we're talking about, knowing. That's that's what that's what I love about you, mate. Keep it on. Keep it up, up on a finger and a pulse, mate. I'm not, I'm not just here for the pretty face. Hi, <laughs> viewers. I'll let you all decide on the merits. <laughs> of this. Come um, to the YouTube and you can decide for yourself. <laughs> hey. Listen, I intend to monetize this YouTube channel. Don't be scared, folk. Uh, Paul, what about yourself? Who would you who would you bring a retirement? Just just one more year with the Cowboys. Who would it be? Right. So I'm gonna go with kind of studs. Just kind of went with, but I'm gonna take it with a different twist. One's gonna be a skill position, mm. and one's more in the trenches. Oh, I love, I love a bit of love for the trenches. So for the guy in the trenches, I would love to bring back Larry Allen, the offensive lineman. Guy nice. was just an absolute monster within the nineties. Probably one of the most dominant offensive linemen to ever come out of college. And for skill position, I need to go with Emmett Smith, one of the best running backs of all time. So, um, uh, leading rusher in the NFL. So that would be my my top two. But it'd be a toss up. But I think as of right now, if it was to be the Cowboy squad right now, I would get Lally Allen to help fix with the left guard position. Yeah. Is that, I don't that like how Alan got one position here. <laughs> Say that again. I don't like how Alan got one. Everybody else was taking two. I don't, well, mate, I'll, I'll just think, do you know, do you know what, Scott? I'll come back to you at the end, mate. You can chuck a second then at the end, mate, right? John, Thanks. it's up to you, mate. What have you got? Who would you bring back for one, one more year in green? Who would it be? I've got two as well, so... <laughs> I can't have this chin! Poor Scott's just I, sat there raging. If you had to... Uh, <laughs> Forced me into one, though. It would, I think it's a position that it's been debated at, at the Jets just now. It would be like a, a centre, and there's only one guy you're going to pick at the moment, and it would be Mangold. Yeah, so, that's, a, that's a shout, to be fair. But if, if you were going uh, a more a defensive guy, so I, I would need to go for uh, the, the iconic island, Revis. <laughs> nice. So I like. They, they I, I love to, some of the descriptions you get, particularly at defensive players. The island. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what he's going as. No, no one really beat him that much, so that's why you got the nickname Island. So yeah, Island. Love it. Right, Scud. I'd be remiss if I didn't give you. A, do, do you have a second? I've got too many. Better not be boring. No, but for mine's will be the big sexy one himself. Big. Um, Got to say Hightower, but Hightower was close. Um, oh. Will Fork, big Vince Will Fork, oh. I loved him. Oh, yeah, he tackle, and I'll never forget that. He's front cover of Sports Illustrated, priceless, Love completely it. starters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, to throw, not, not to throw any swing towards John, but Will Fork was the guy responsible that caused the butt fumble. Oh. Yeah, he did. You see, what? the, the thing. I think it's worth noting as well is the reason that Scud's got his background blurred is that he's got that Sports Illustrated blown up <laughs> behind him. And that's just, that's just where it looks like he's got to sleep every night. <laughs> well, I played by the rules, gentlemen, and I did only pick one, and I'll be honest, mine isn't even retired, but I just loved the season that much. I'd bring flashback for the Browns, like providing that he can like stay off all of the illicit substances that got him booted everywhere. <laughs> Josh, Josh Gordon, what a, what a season. Just that one season, just just give me that one one more time, one more dance. That that would do me. Uh, right, okay, guys, 
we are nice, we are nice and loose, we are nice and warmed up. So it is time to get into our first main talking point of the evening. And it is, and I'm not gonna no, right, I'm gonna sing it. Money talks, but it don't sing and dance and it don't walk. Someday. You're right not to sing it. You're right oh, not to sing scum. it. <laughs> uh, money does talk. There's finally contract well, there's finally more contracts working their way out, um, providing you're not a running back. Um, so we have seen Trevon Diggs sign his five-year, $97 million contract extension. Uh, and, of course, the big contract news of the moment is Justin Herbert becoming the league's highest-paid quarterback. Five years, $262.5 million. In, right, now, I don't understand how the guarantee can range between two numbers, but the guaranteed money ranges between 193.7 to 218.7 million. Uh, other players, Cole Komet got a payday for the Bears. Five years, 50 million, which is not bad going for Cole. Uh, and to be fair to the running backs, Saquon did get a deal. Saquon signed up one year, 11 million, deal done. Uh, I think it's obviously one where they're looking to, well, he hopes that the running back market warms up a bit next year. But gentlemen, our big question here is really got to be, with the amount of money getting thrown about, particularly at Mr. Herbert, are they worth it? Are they worth it? Now, I know that there is black magic can be worked with a cap, but looking just at it, crude numbers, Herbert is currently sitting at around about 23% of the cap for a year. If you just take his salary, you divide it out, and I know they'll do all sorts of shenanigans in the background to make it more team-friendly, but up to about 23%. Diggs, 9%. And for a bit of context, Saquon's coming in at around about 5 Are they worth it? Are these guys worth that amount of a cap hit for any one team? Is it worth paying one player that much? Um, Studs, kick me off. What do you think, mate? Are these guys worth the money? I think if you're looking at quarterbacks, these are these are the kind of leaders of your team. Um to be honest, so for me, you're going to pay these guys more money, them and the guys that protect them, because at the end of the day, it's no good having a quarterback on his backside the whole time, so you need the guys protecting them as well. So I, I for me, I, I think I think they're worth it, especially if you're going to end up with a Lombardi at the end of it. Do you think Herbert's going to get a Lombardi to the, to the Chargers? Well, Let's let's relax. He's not even won a playoff game yet, and I was already. <laughs> I've I've got a random quarterback who has played his first three seasons, and I looked at some of the stats and compared them to Justin Herbert's as well. Now, this ran completely random quarterback, by the way. Completely has, random, of course. Completely random. His first three seasons as a starter, his yards are slightly lower than Herbert's. He's at thirteen thousand eight hundred and sixty-eight compared to fourteen thousand and eighty-nine. Herbert's touchdowns are 94. This random quarterback's is 114. Total touchdowns for the random quarterback's 120 compared to Herbert's 102. And the big diff, big eye-opener for me was the fact that Herbert's played 49 games and accumulated these stats. This completely random quarterback has only played 35. So I've seen a lot of things today about he's topping this stat, this stat, this stat. Listen, he's playing in more games. Um <laughs> he's played he's played in more games now as well. He's had 17 game seasons for the last two, whereas a lot of these stats so they're padded out a bit more. Now you can't tell me there's other quarterbacks in the league with the same opportunity that Herbert's had, wouldn't he hurt those stats as well? Because this right, other quarterback's yeah. outshone him. And right, okay, games. okay, okay, boys, 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 I'll throw it, I'll throw it to the floor. Who do we think the mystery quarterback is? And then studs will illuminate us to stick a knife in and get a twist. Uh, John, who do you reckon? Who do you reckon this mystery man is? Could it be Jay Cutler? Oh, right, okay, that's a, there's an outsider. <laughs> right, Cutler. Uh, Paul, yeah, what would be a uh, Andy Dalton. Dalton, right. Right, one guess each, one guess each. Scudbook, <laughs> who you got? No idea. Um, Don't use it. Pick a quarterback, man. <laughs> um, ben Rossberger, I don't know. Anybody? Oh, Big Ben. Right, okay, Studs, who was your mystery man? It's a man in his own division. It's Pat Mahomes. 
Oh, so we're only comparing him to arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. What a fair yardstick to use, you charlatan. No, listen, it's a guy in his own division, a guy in his own um, his own side of the draw, essentially, that he'll have to play against. But as I say, for me, Herbert is now what the top paid quarterback. It's either him or Hush, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, but no, Herbert, he's, no Herbert be- now. he's no beat these guys yet. So I don't see why... You, I mean, see if you were throwing this money at Joe Burrow, which is going to come his way. Joe Burrow's got to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow has beat Mahomes three out of four times. I completely understand that. Justin Herbert's not done anything yet. And you can't say he's not had weapons. He's had, a, he's had one of the best offensive lines, albeit last year they were banged up, right? But his first two seasons, his offensive line was shit hot. And he's... And then he completely capitulated in Jacksonville last year. So do you throw that was your him? No, it's a team. It's a team. But you're saying all this, but you're saying the biggest thing is about keeping them up, right? How many times was that guy in his arson injured last year because of it? Oh? I think he got one injury against the Chiefs that just lasted Not all get, season, to be fair. I bet he couldn't get rid of it. So that's lasted all season. It's hampered his full season stats when you think about it then. But listen, but, injuries, are, injuries are part of football. So the two seasons before that, when they had the best offensive line and they had all the protection, it didn't even get to the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? So I just, I don't... I say they're I, a great offensive team. Can, can, can I add my two cents uh, on this? Come, mate, what are you saying? To, get, get in about it. Can't even let these two dominate the airwaves. He's not going to be worth 52.2, what's it, 52.5 million a season when he's got an offensive coordinator like Kellen Moore. He's not going to be worth it. Ooh. Is coaching the problem? Well, I'm put it this way: I am over the moon that Kellen Moore's gone. Put it that way. <laughs> That's well. You, you need to look at that as well. The coaching side it's not too underestimated. Look at the look at the Giants. Giants went from an absolute bomb scare to right. Okay, they still were a bit of a bomb scare, uh, but they certainly were less of a scary bomb scare. Um, as soon as they got Dave the Dave stepped in. Coaching change. A little bit of a culture change around the organisation, and oh, yes, Danny Dimes looks like Danny Dolls, and he can actually play quarterback. Is that the kind of thing that's holding Herbert back? Maybe, John. What do you think, mate? Where do you land this? Are these guys worth the money? No chance. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. Uh, Herbert's worth that. When you're in a, a division with the likes of Mahomes, you're never going to beat the guy. You're never going to beat the guy. In that I like, division. I like is, that, is that speaking to experience John <laughs> Tom Brady? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like you, you, you're not you're not like really being nasty about it. it, it it's the truth. It, it's it's absolute truth. So if you're in a when you look at the quarterbacks that are in that division just now, would would you say he's better than any of the quarterbacks that are in that division just now? No. Where where would you rank him? In the division, right? So we think think through the starters, right? So, right, do you know what, studs? It's your division. Walk me through starters. How would you rank them? The Pats, obviously, at the top. Who are you putting number two division in the in in the number two quarterback? Sorry, in the division. If you're looking at if you're looking at last season in isolation, then I probably see you have Herbert second. But Wilson again has won a Super Bowl. Wilson has had that longevity where he has been a good quarterback. Maybe it was coaching, as you mentioned, last year was his issue. We'll see this year. Um, so for me, it's probably a time cost between Herbert and Wilson. And then you've got Brian Hoyer or Jimmy G or whoever the Raiders decide to start. So, so the, the Raiders don't count because the Raiders, frankly, are a tire fire. Um, they are. Um, but... Let's not let's let's ignore just last year for Russ, right? Let's let's not because that was a for Russ it was a, a probably the worst year in his career. I have no idea, but it'll be it'll be out that way. Look at let's say over the past three years, Herbert's been in the league for three years. Over that span, who would you rather have leading the line for your offense? Right, you know I'm going to kick this to everybody, right? This is this will close this wee segment. Herbert or dangerous? Thinking just the last three years. Who are you going to have in as your quarterback? John, pick. I think you've got to go to the, the, proven, the proven winner. And that's Wilson. Proven, right? You go, you go Wilson. He's a proven winner. He's, got, he's already got a ring. So you've got right. to go there. One, one vote, Russ. One vote, Russ. Paul, what about yourself? Who would you pick? 
Um, I'd probably go with Russell Wilson. Um, pro- probably due to the fact that he's been under different offensive schemes, good and bad. He's been more in the NFL, more experience. Like uh, John just kind of mentioned, he's, he has been in the more clutch situations more than Herbert has. Like, so yeah, that's kind of pretty much the main base of the decision. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong, Herbert is talented in that, but I'd rather take someone that is going to steady the ship rather than might flunk at the last second. <laughs> I know I said I wouldn't base it on last season, but I just enjoy the notion of after last season, Russell steadying any ships. Uh, right, Scud, who would you pick? Herbert or Russ? Herbert for me. I would want to go with Herbert, a younger oh, guy. Bigger arm. Are you going to make a tie or are you going to side it to Russ? I, I, right now, I'd probably inclined to go Wilson, but just to throw, I'll throw it back to you then, rather than the whole group, Brian. Right? Go for it. In the AFC alone, would you have Herbert in the top five QBs? Oh, um, yes, so yes. If I was going to go through my top five in the AFC, I'd have Pat number one, Joe number two, um. Number three. Who would you have it to? No, Josh. Yeah, I, no, Josh. I'll, Josh I'll, I'll, I would have Josh. No, I'd have Joe. I'd have Joe above Josh. Then I'd, I'd have, have, I'd have Joe. Then I'd have Josh. Josh. Then I'd have. God, I hate saying it. Say I'd, I'd have Lamar. I'd have Lamar. <laughs> I'd have. I would have Lamar. He's so talented. And then, and then I would have Herbert. Then I'd have Herbert as my fifth. You'd have Herbert ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Aye. absolutely. Without without a moment's hesitation. I've got Herbert as seven. Seven, right? So, right. So, right. I'm going to assume that the, the the one one through four are going to be in your top seven. Who are the two that I've that I missed then that you would have above them? Rogers is probably one. Yep, Rogers and uh, Lamar Jackson. Right. Okay. Ah, stuff. You. I'm still saying he's a top five QB. Uh, right. Okay, boys. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, one thing to kick out actually is with Dan Charmit uh, chiming in on the U- on the YouTube. Uh, it is a fair point to say that compare them in terms of the salary, if we're going to use Pat Mahomes as the measuring stick, is a wee bit unfair. Because if Pat Mahomes got his contract off of the day, Jesus. Because we all know how we reacted to Pat Mahomes' contract when it came out the first time round, and we were, everybody was stunned at how big it was. And nowadays it looks positively team-friendly, which I suppose just shows you more the way the league's moving rather than anything else. Right, okay, guys, we're going to move on to our next point of the day. Uh, how much is that puppy in the window? Uh, pup lists are out. Uh, training camp has officially started for all the teams now. Veterans are, well, in if they are going to attend. And we have got the first set of pre-season pup announcements. We've actually had some people go off and uh, go on and off the pup list already, which tells you a lot. Um, but just for our teams, and I want to know how concerned are you about the names that you've got on the pup list so far? Now, I don't get to play this game because everybody in Cleveland's healthy and nobody's on the pup list. Um, but in Kansas, we have got Tershawn Watton, a defensive tackle. In Dallas, we've got Jordan Lewis. Now, you also know, and I will give you the moment to announce it when it comes to you, Paul. You've got an injury update from Dallas. Yep. Uh, in New York, I'll take a big deep breath before I start. <laughs> in New York, we have got Brees Hall, Randall Cobb, CJ Azoma, Dwayne Brown and Jarek Bernard Converse all on pup. And to round it off, in New England, we've got Mike, whose surname I refuse to attempt to pronounce because I will simply butcher it. That bit of one. Uh, and we've got Cody Davis. So, are we worried, boys? How are we feeling about it? Now, John, I'm coming to you last because your pup list is frankly massive and it's hilarious. Uh, so <laughs> you, can, you can sit and sweat for a minute. Um... Studs, start me off, mate. Yules, you've only got the one name on the pop list. Is it giving you the fear? Uh, no, not this time of the season. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'll keep it short and sweet. The pop list yep. means nothing until you get onto the into the actual season when you start missing four, five, six weeks. So, nah, I'm not. I'm not stressing about it. Uh, right, I'm gonna. I'll go, go through it in ascending order of severity. Uh, Paul, what were yourself? Now, to be fair, you can give us your injury update as well, mate. So you've got yep. one man on pop and. 
Uh, we've got Donovan Wilson, who just picked up an injury today at training camp, uh, took a knock to the chest, and he's currently getting the x-rays, so it's still not confirmed what the extent of the injury is yet, so it could be a casualty, it might not be, could be bruised ribs, could be something, but we just need to wait and see. So are you worried? Are you concerned? Is this giving you the fear as we are in this early stage of pre-season preparations? I'm more concerned over Donovan Wilson than I am over Jordan Lewis. But, but other than that, as a whole, I'm pretty contained. I'm pretty happy. Kind of like mention what Studs mentioned. It's still quite early on. Like as long after preseason's all gone by, like preseason games, and we've got like you've got your 53 man squad, and the injuries are like very minimal. Then I'll be happy. Like up to this, like from now to week one, it just it just really depends, really. Right, it's good. But we're, we're up in the ante here because you've got two names on the pop list. Two. Yeah. I'm not over concerned on the pop list and out, to be honest with you. But see the fact if those players were missing at the beginning of the season, I would be concerned. Um, Mike, I wouldn't. Oh, can I, I've never seen that name. Yeah, I can't pronounce uh, his name yet. Big, we'll just call him Big Mike. Um, he's I'll played do. three seasons for us and never missed a game. For him to be injured um, for the right tackle position, right guard, it will be a concern for me, to be honest with you. Um, and Cody Davis was injured last year, and when he gets injured, their special teams falls was way down. He's a good special team player, so hopefully they can get back fit and we can have them on the field. But as I said, now it means nothing really. They're just on there as a, I don't know. Just paperwork exercise, mate. Paperwork. Speaking of paperwork, if somebody would please like post John a big box of Kleenex so he can wipe away all of the tears just through the sheer magnitude of the New York Jets pop list. I'd be, like, I'd be concerned about your training staff having a list this long. I think Surely, like the, if anybody has the fear, John, surely it's you, mate. Yeah, you've actually missed one from the, the list as well. <laughs> uh, Who'd I miss? You missed uh, Chuck Clark as well. Oh, He's out for the sad. season, though. He hadn't missed right. a game in five years with the Ravens, so I think, like... It is a concern within like the the medical staff uh, how how he's able to to get injured like for first kind of like training and he, he gets injured so that's a concern I think like the, the other big concerns are uh, obviously if if Brees Hall is going to be back uh, in time for the the opening game of the season it was a big focus uh, in our offense. Uh, I think uh, yourself, Brian, seen him last last year. Uh, incredible player when he's on the field, an incredible, incredible yeah, he's really good. But, uh, the, yeah. I think like the, the other one I, I'd be a bit concerned about is uh, Dwayne Brown. Like he, uh, it's always been a, a problem for us the last few years as as our uh, line and uh, keeping. People uh, healthy is a big thing. Uh, well, you've got a quarterback that can actually throw, so it would help to keep him stood upright. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the 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 one that I'm I'm not too concerned about at the moment is uh, CJ Uzama. Uh, but we've got quite a, a bit of depth there at the moment. We we've got uh, the likes of uh, oh, guy from the Bengals. I'm trying to uh, no. Yeah, it was for the the uh, the Vikings. Uh, Conklin, in fact, I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to remember your tight engine. Conklin, Conklin is the one in your tight engine that I really, really like. And how can we possibly, possibly not mention everyone's favourite rookie? And I'm going to be very careful with my pronunciation in case the children are listening. Zach Kuntz. Yeah. Uh, on uh, uh, so far on training camp, he's. He's supposedly been uh, really positive on the field, but it, me personally at training camp, you can't can't take too much out of it and stuff. And and the the player, our players have only been two days in pads as well, so a lot a lot of preseason to go. Right, okay, yeah. we are going to shift the on, folks. We are going to look at our next big talking point of the evening. We're actually the t- time is blasting here. Um, now. 
with all these players on pup, and there's others that we didn't mention, you know, some of the big tickets, you know, you've got J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Bateman for the Ravens, Vaughn Miller is on pup, um, Jonathan Taylor is sitting on the pup, although I'm not convinced he's on pup. I think he might just be upset. Um, and then, like, the 55,000 slot receivers that the New York Giants seem to have, uh, they've got a couple on pup as well, but they, they have more slot receivers than most teams have players. Um, so, with that said, there's a lot of free agents still on the market, and we've got some pretty big names still floating about there. Now, I'm not going to rattle through all of them because there is loads. Um, but, you know, I mean, we had a look through some of the kind of the big top 20 who are still sitting out there. They are big names. They don't have a team. You're talking players like Dalvin Cook, Jadavian Clowney, um, Ngokwe, Zeke, uh, Fournette still kicking about. And how can I forget Kenny Golladay still doesn't have a team? Everyone's favourite fantasy asset. Um, and that's, you know, not even getting into, you know, players like Julio Jones, who, of course, yeah, there's question marks whether he's going to play another season or if he'll just retire gracefully. Uh, Carson Wentz, etc., etc. There are loads. So, gentlemen, I am going to ask you all two questions. Number one. Who is the one free agent you want on your team? Who is it? Of anybody that you know that's still a free agent, who would you have joining your roster that you think would give your team that extra wee bit of punch? Now, Paul, I'm going to start with you, and if you could just say Zeke can get it all done, it'd be brilliant, mate. Um, that would be the obvious answer, but for me, <laughs> it, for me, it's Dalton Rinson of the guard, formerly of Denver. Nice. <laughs> I love a bit of love a bit of love to to some of the, the less less flashy positions in the league. But I, I will say though, there is still a lot of speculation that Zeke might actually welcome back. And everybody who has any shares in Tony Pollard in any fantasy league anywhere. Weeps. Well, he's not signed the what he's not signed the he's past the deadline for signing the new contract, so he's on the franchise tag. So yep. it looks as though we're gonna be like moving on from from next year by the looks of it. Which, this is going to be the end of my fantasy bit just because I know Keith listening and he hates it when I talk fantasy too much in the pod. If you are a Tony Pollard fantasy owner and if the Cowboys don't add someone else, surely if it's just a year on the franchise tag, they pound him into the dirt and give him like 25 touches a game. I, I will say, though, if you want to talk about fantasy, keep your eyes out for Deuce Vaughn, the running back who came from Kansas mm-hmm. City State. Mm-hmm. He's our, we drafted him in the sixth round this year, I believe. But yeah. he's probably the, the smallest running back ever drafted. But if you watch his highlight reel, he is designed for the run play option, the yeah, speed passes elusive. and stuff. So keep your eyes out for him. Absolutely. Right, Scud, going to come to you next, mate. Who, who is the, the, the one big free agent that you would want on your team? There's a lot of good players to choose from there, but... You're, you're linked with a lot of free agents at the minute as well in New England. And, I know. Well, one of them in this list is actually training me as they now. Um, but um, if you were ask me, Dalvin Cook would probably be the one that would probably give you the most options, to be honest with you. I'll Bolster thing, me. I would love to have said something like Dominic and Sue just to wind up studs, but um, <laughs> that's his man. But no, I think Cook's probably the one that would give you the most. I'm happy with our defense. I don't think we need any help in that side of the ball at all. It's more just more options for keeping Jones and giving him the best chance to succeed this year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's again, it's one of the ones <sighs> Bill hates having a Bell cow back. Where's it, Victor? You can tell us. Can you remember the Patriots ever under Bill Belichick running a proper bell cow running back? Not the closest I can yeah. remember in my time is probably got to be um, Legarrette Blunt. He was one yeah. that was used a lot, but you still you still had a catching the one that Shane Green and all that catch with the sort of p- passing down. He was just more just get your nose down, run. Yeah, so it does, should... it does look. Looks like if we follow the history and we look at what Bill likes, it's more than likely that the Patriots will be bringing somebody else into that room. Question. But I think I think Strong is tipped to be that guy. If we don't, they've got to they'll run away um, Stevenson and then go with Strong in behind them. To be honest with you, he's been getting a lot of praise the last couple of years. He's been held back because it's been a busy room. But 
I think he's got a chance he could be the number two if we don't bring anybody else in. Right, John, what about yourself, mate? Who would you have? Who's the one free agent that you want to join the Jets? And in the name of just everything, anybody you say cannot have at any point in their career played with Aaron Rodgers already because he has done that and he has brought everybody he likes to New York with him. Mine is actually one uh, that we had actually last year and I, I really liked him. He's not like the, the glamour name that uh, you'd expect. But uh, as a K1 Alexander, I think it's like a a, a position that we were kind of in need of at the moment. Uh, we've obviously got uh, Mosley, who's in the last year of his deal. So uh, you've got to be thinking of the, the future that way. Good. I like that. We one that's well thought out. Um, Right, I'm going to chuck mine in just because I'm following on from a very similar theme and you've kind of stolen my, my, my thunder a wee bit. I would, I would just bring Kareem Hunt back. I would just have him back in the Browns. The, that is the your one-two punch at running back with Chubb and Hunt has just been so effective for years. You add that into he who shall not be named, um, hopefully giving our passing attack a bit, a bit more teeth to it, meaning teams can he just stack your box against us. You put both of them there, and it could be absolutely frightening as a, a, just a rushing attack. Uh, so I would have him. I would have him back in a heartbeat. He was a great compliment, um, but I just don't think he don't think he's open to the kind of deal that we'd be willing to give him. Uh, right, studs. To round this segment off before we move into the news of the moment, uh, who is the free agent that you would like to see join your boys in Kansas? Well, Scud's kind of already alluded to mine because I've made no secret of the fact that I have utter man love for Indamakin Sue. Um, but putting him on that D-line with Chris Jones, um, along with uh, well, Cam Laftis coming in at age for his second season, and um, I'm just going to call him Felix because I can't pronounce his last his next two names. <laughs> is the other age rush that we got in the draft um, for Kansas as well. But uh, put, putting Sue in there with... With the likes of Chris Jones, I think would just be frightening. So, so well, well, do you know what? This wasn't actually on the list. I was going to write you away with it, but you've brought him up. Are you be certain that Chris Jones is going to be on that line next year? Aye. <laughs> See, if you listen yeah. really carefully, folks, you can hear. You can actually hear no. Studs' heart break as he says that. The thing is, he's no franchise tagged just now. He's under contract for another year. He wants. He wants paid. And again, I've mentioned it to Paul and John earlier on before we started. Brett Veach was quite clear the fact that the one thing he wanted to get done this off-season was an extension for Chris Jones. So I think it is in the works. Um, yeah, he's holding, it, he's holding it at a training camp, but it's only costing him 50 grand a day. It's all right. <laughs> only, only 50 grand a day. He's, get, he's getting 20-plus million or something this year anyway. So this is, he's, this um, is when I go back to singing Money Talks. <laughs> um, right, okay, folks. Um, we are going to shift on. We're going to talk about the uh, late news, uh, doing its round around the league. See what we think. Some of the big stories. Uh, I will obviously not cover all of the late news because there's actually more bloody. I, I've got into a nice wee rhythm when I was nice and relaxed in all these news crew pods because it was actually main news to talk about. Uh, but the whole tunnels of news. Um, first, and I'm loving it. Big cock Brock is back and not only is he back and healthy he has been named as QB1 he is the man apparently um, so tell you what uh, in the name of keeping things brief and just because I love this quote from and if anybody can name the film I'll be impressed with you is it a choice or is it a lack of options does Brock Purdy deserve to be QB1 or is it frankly that just the Niners QB system seems to be so open anyone can play it and the room is literally in pieces so is he a choice or is he a lack of options uh scud what do you think mate honestly i think it's a bit of both he came in last year and done well but at the same time there's no really options there playing against him at the moment so, hang on, are, um, you, are you trying to tell me that christian mccaffrey is not your choice of backup quarterback <laughs> no i wouldn't be my first choice no <laughs> given the ball i know a day long i but no it's just i don't think the I just think he's if he's proven he, he he has to get a chance. He must get a choice chance now after what he did last season. 
because we are, I wrote him off. I, I thought the Ringers season was over when he came in. But I'll be honest, but they proved us all wrong. He proved us Brilliant. all wrong. No elbows left. He did well. Uh, Paul, yourself, proved... do you reckon he's a choice, or is he just what they have left? Well, he certainly proved me wrong. I've, I felt the full force of that. That's for sure in the playoffs. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I think it's for me. I think it is, it is truly deserved. The fact that you've put out like he's he was drafted as Mr. Irrelevant 256. Yep. And uh, he put out like a first round draft pick um to his backup now. So um but yeah like from what he's doing he he really simplified the playbook, really kept it nice and simple, kept the ball flowing with McCaffrey and with the wide receivers and that. So um but yeah um but again it kind of goes back to what Strad was saying there. I think the lack of options as well. So it's, I think they kind of had like no choice but to name him as QB1, but at the same time, he kind of deserved it. Right, from one QB1 to another, um, and I'm going to give this one to, to yourselves, John Studs. Uh, Frank Hike has uh, confirmed that Bryce Young is a QB1, and I'll be honest, I was surprised at this. I thought they would run with Dalton uh, for a wee bit and let Bryce Young just kind of settle into the system. But the question for you two fine gentlemen, is there a better backup QB in the league than Andy Dalton? He spent he spent his life as a as a starter and he's you now finds wrong. himself as a backup. You're wrong in that one. He was a backup in Dallas as well. Ah, oh, right, okay, sorry. He was you're quite correct. He was a backup in Dallas. But he has spent the, the majority of his career yep. as a starter. Um and he now finds himself playing second fiddle to, to Bryce Young. Is is there any much better to have sitting behind you? Uh, John, what about yourself? What would you, what do you think? Uh, a bit surprised, uh, but all, all the reports that were coming out uh, uh, early camps was that uh, Bryce Young was miles ahead of Andy Dalton on all their training drills. But as I spoke about earlier, like that's just training camp. It's one once the the real games start that can he can he prove that he deserves to be the starter. But I think you've got that luxury of obviously having Andy Dalton. If things aren't going right, you can bring him back into the fold. So, but me personally, like, seen it too many times as a Jets fan, uh, bringing like a, a rookie quarterback in just never works, like, initially. So, I think it, it'd be better personally for him to sit behind uh, Dalton and learn for a bit. Right, you heard it here first, folks. John is the Red Rifles' biggest fan, thinks he should be starting for any team he sets foot in and actually wants him to come to New York ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> uh, studs, what about yourself, mate? Um, sticking with, sticking with, with Dalton's newfound status as QB2, if you were picking any QB2, so a current backup quarterback, to be sitting behind Pat Mahomes, who would you want? And no, you can't just have Chris Henney because anything is possible, you get. Ch- Chad Henney. Chad Henney, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually going to say that to be fair, just to wind you up, but... I know you will. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the man that's sitting, that eats W's, who's an interesting backup out in New Orleans, uh, James Winston. Um, but I actually think, in our chat earlier on, I actually think you probably hurt the nail on the head um, when you mentioned your former quarterback and Scud's former quarterback as well, mm-hmm. and Jacoby Brissett in Washington. Apparently he's the number two there. Um, yes. I would expect to see him starting um, pretty I, I sharp would... in the season. We did Jacoby so dirty. He should have been allowed to see that season out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sadly the Browns choices in rostering do a lot of people. Dirty. <laughs> um, right, okay, moving on. Uh, next bit of news. Um, hello, holdout time. Um, it is that time of the year again where people start to get upset and they start to say, well, I'm not going to play and I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to go home. Um, so we've got Nick Bosa, we've got Zach Martin uh, are the two ones. Nick Bosa is obviously the big name. Uh, refusing, refusing to participate in training camp until they get paid. Um We'll keep this one short and sweet, gentlemen. One more dancers. Is this a problem for these teams, particularly Bosa, or is it just posturing for the players? Is this all going to get ironed out nice and simple? Uh, John, kick me off, mate. What do you think? Is this a problem, or is it just posturing? Uh, 
if you're a Cowboys fan, Zach Martin holding out, I think, is definitely a problem. Uh, he's a big focus of that that uh, line. We're giving so, Paul all sorts of... I'm coming to you last, Paul, right? Uh, Studs, what were you saying? What do you think? Is this a pro- problem of posturing, these holdouts? Um, I'm with John. I think it's a problem for the Cowboys. Not so much the 49ers. I think their defence is pretty stacked, even if both... Obviously, both is a massive difference maker, but their defence is stacked pretty stacked. Well, just need to look at some of the players they've got in that defence. It's not just... They were missing Bosa for a full season and they were still pretty dominant. That is a very fair point, actually. Uh, it's good. What about yourself, mate? Problems or posture? It'll be a problem. Problem for both of them, but I do think Nick, Nick Bosa will get a deal done, but I'm not so sure about Zach Martin. Right, Paul. You've had time to sit. You've had time to sweat. Wipe that fevered brow. How worried are you? I'm not worried one single bit. Oh, well, listen to that confidence. No, the reason, re- reason I say that is, like, Zach Martin's currently paid as the third highest guard in the NFL right now. All he's asking is just to match that. It's only an extra couple of million a year with a new extension on top of that. He's 32 years old. He's a nine-time pro bowler. He deserves every single bit of money he deserves. He's already in the all-decade team for two, in the 2010s. So I don't see it. And with them now kind of freeing up the cap space with the new Trevon uh, digs deal, like kind of opens a little bit of freeway, I'm sure they'll get that done deal with Zach Martin because we, we do need him like if it doesn't sound then yeah it's a major concern when it comes to Nick Bosa though if it if it's anything like, uh, like his brother Joey who was terrible at uh, contract negotiation as a rookie then <laughs> I'd be very concerned okay right okay we're going to move on to our last bit of news uh, you're talking about finances cap <laughs> what cap uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets have worked the dark arts. I alluded to it earlier in the pod where players sign contracts with all these big numbers in them, and then magically Aaron Rodgers has a contract that a cap hit, sorry, of $1.165 million. But I am sure, I am sure that Mr. Rodgers is going to be fine because he does have a, a compensation package. It's quite, it's quite uh, modest waiting for him next year of a modest $107.5 million. So, do you know what? This is, and I'm not going to get too into this because this is a whole thing for another pod another day. Is this the kind of thing, do you know what? One word, one phrase answers again, and John, I'll come to you last because it's your team that's in the firing line at the minute. Should this be allowed? The cap is meant to be meaningful. And then you've got teams that can rework contracts and fiddle about with deals. And all of a sudden, your great big cap hit is next to nothing and you kick that can down the road. Or you do the old favourite if you are a cash-rich team. Hello, Paul. Uh, You can just give these guys massive sign-in bonuses and all of those cap problems go away as well. Scott, what do you think, mate? Should, Should this be okay? Or is this the kind of thing the league should maybe... Take a bit of a handle on. I think the, the, the that bigger that bigger difference, yeah. I can't comment because Tom Brady had those <laughs> thing with deals all the way through his contract and got his incentives in other ways. But I think that's got quite a one million pound for a year <laughs> for one of the so called better quarterbacks. But I no, I don't think I, th- I think you're not going to change it. There's no point in saying you should be allowed because it's always going to be allowed. It always has been allowed. The See, this is, do better. This is this is where we should just like insert stew into the pod for this one segment, so he can be like a really raging communist for five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Studs, what about yourself, mate? Do you, is this is it? Should this be allowed? The obvious answer is not. Should they be allowed? But are you try to tell me that all these owners are going to get the necessary votes to put a law in place to stop it? It's the owners <laughs> that are actually manufacturing that, so they're not going to hamper themselves. I can dream. I can dream. Uh, right, Paul, what about yourself, mate? As I uh, say, your, your team's known for working about the dark arts. Well, so is everybody else. Absolutely. We, we're the masters of creating voided years in contracts. So, yeah, because um, that's in our way of doing doing business. It's like you may have got a player for five years, but you've made them sign for, to a seven-year contract, but two of those years are void, so he can retire at five years. So, And that breaks down the, the cap into those voided years, even though the player does not is 
the tire, the love on that, you're still paying that just to kind of balance the books. So, but yeah, I, I mean, just like uh, Strad and uh, Studs just mentioned, I totally agree with. Yeah. Well, folks, even the what Paul said confused me, so I don't know how you guys are going. Right, John, your team of the baddies at the minute. You know, this is where we all get to say boo hiss. Uh, is this just savvy moving by the Jets and everybody, frankly, can simply suck it? I think, like, you just need to look at the, the Rams from a couple of years ago. The, and they were the, the, the main pro uh, providers of, of this, like, case. They were they were signing players and you were just like, where the hell are they getting the money from? And they, <laughs> they, they worked the cap in their favour. And as long as it's still like this, teams and owners will exploit it. So... It's like good on the good on the Jets for actually doing something right for a, a change and exploiting the cat. <laughs> the word rights doing a lot of heavy lifting here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, folks, uh, with that, we are going to draw the news to a close. That is it. It is official. No more news has happened in the NFL this week at all. I don't miss anything ever. And we are going to move on to our third and top ten. So... This week, gentlemen, uh, frankly, I'm terrified that we made to look like a tip um, because I can do that just fine enough myself without somebody putting me in the spot. So I am taking ownership of the third and top ten. I'm asking the questions. Uh, and it's, it's a slightly easier to access one than some of the ones we've had. There are some answers here that, that people should get. So what I want to know is who are the top ten wide receivers in the NFL in terms of 100-plus yard receiving games. So who are the wide receivers in the history of the NFL that have had the most 100-plus yard receiving games? Now, to keep things moving, gentlemen, I am going to give each of you two guesses. You get two names, and once it's off the board, it's off the board. Now, you two, old crusty farts at the bottom of my screen, you're going last. So I'm going to be nice to the new boys and you let them in first. Uh, so you get two guesses, see how many we can get. Uh, Paul, now you only get one guess at a time. So we'll, we'll go all the way down and then we'll go all the way back. Around. So Paul, who is your number one name, wide receiver with a huge number of 100 plus yard receiving games? So is this based on players are currently now or is this all in the it's past? It's all time. All time. All time. Oof. That does kind of open up our eyes. I'll give you a clue. I'll give all these a clue. The number for the person who is number one is 76 games, right? So that's that's how many games we're talking about. So who, who are you going to go with, Paul? What is your, any player, any wide receiver with a huge number of these 100-plus receiving yard games? I'm going to go out, out the dark here um, because of this... It's a player who's currently playing just now, and he just recently signed for us, but I'm going to say Brandon Cooks. I am going to say you should have stayed in the light because that is incorrect. Oh, well. Because <laughs> if you were asking me over a 1,000-yard seasons, then, yeah, that, that would have been – that's kind of where yeah. I was kind of basing it on. But uh, This one is 100-plus-yard uh, games. Right, John, give mm. me one name. Who do you reckon is there? I'm going to go for probably the obvious choice, uh, Jerry Rice. Ding, 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 Number one, 7,600 plus yard receiving games. Well done, mate. Scud, coming to you, what have you got? Give me a player you reckon's got over 100, lots of over 100 yard games. Um, Go away the 2007 season, Randy Moss. Ding, 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 winner. Number two on the list. Well done, 64. Studs, you are in. What have you got for me? I'm the well, John completely stole my obvious answer, and then Scott's <laughs> probably stole my next answer. So I've been sniped twice. So I am tilting, and I'm going to go for a man that was a problem at every team he played for, and I'm going to go with To Terrell Owens. Oh, good shout! Ding, ding, ding! Winner fifty-one, and he comes in at one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. On well, I say seventh. He's joint fifth. There are three players on fifty-one. Uh, 51 games right Paul we'll come back to you you strayed into the darkness with your first punt and you went off piste what do you reckon for your second guess mate I should have stuck with the Jerry Rice answer to be honest um, <laughs> you are correct you should have 
everybody else get thinking of their second answers here. This is great because yeah. I just get to fill air for a minute while Paul thinks. Oh, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Did you know? No. Really? Yeah, Calvin Johnson. Uh, where is it? Yeah, fine. I've got the big list next to me. Calvin Johnson da, 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 comes in 11, 12, 13th. <sighs> 14th on the list. Wow. And in reality, it's joint 12th. He had 46. Quite surprising. Um, right, okay. You have nil for two. Uh, report card's not going to be glowing at the straight pole. Uh, John, second guess, mate. Who you got for me? I thought uh, you would have went for this one, Paul. Is uh, Michael Irvin. Michael I don't, think he, I don't think he would have been... Do you know... Contentious to say, I'm going to give you, he is technically 11 on the list, but he's 11 in alphabetical order. He I didn't want to go for an ad cowboy, that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, joint 10th joint in the list with 47 uh, it, plus receiving games. Yeah, because John, it was either going to be Michael Orban or potentially Mary Cooper, because he's had quite a lot of, but I don't know if he would have made the top 10. Yeah. Right, okay, Scud, second last guess, mate, what you got for me? Um... Two former ones that I've seen play of Pingmy. I'm not sure what one to go for. Um, oh, you only get one? I know. Oh, you only get one? I'll go with the man for Atlanta, Julio. Big ding, ding, ding. Well done. Third on the list. 5,900 plus yard receiving games. Right, studs. This, this is the moment. This is your moment to step in. Round is off. I'll try. I was going to go controversial. Um... We won, but I don't actually think he would he would be on there. So six names in the list. I know I'm trying to think smarter. Um that's not your strong point. Do you know what? I'll throw in a Bengal just for Stu, right? I'm gonna throw in AJ Green. No, AJ Green is not there, uh, and I'll be honest, I need to scroll far enough down the list to try and fin him that I'm stopping. He is, do you know what? He is actually below Travis Kelsey in the list. And I've no idea what number that comes in at. Right, okay, gents. Can I ask one question? Go for it. My other one, Larry Fitz. Fitz is there. Well done, you didn't know that. That was the other one. To round round it all off, the top 10 are Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Julio Jones, Marvin Harrison, Andre Jackson, Steve Smith Sr., Terrell Owens, Don Maynard, Larry Fitz. And then the joint tenth who shares it uh, with Michael Irvin is uh, Tory Holt. So there you go. That is our third and top ten for this week, folks. That was actually not a bad effort, gentlemen. Big scud coming in there with the, with the old sneaky bonus answer at the end as well. Right. We are getting towards the end. There is only one way to round this show off. We like to stick with it every single week. Uh, and I am going to be handing over to Studs this week for our statistic of the week. What have you got for me this week, Studs? Right now, I'm just hoping the internet holds up while I go through this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so statistic of the week I've, I found today was that the Detroit Lions have actually had two separate stretches of 30 years without a playoff one. So 1957 was the last they took home their third NFL championship in the decade um, behind their quarterback, Bobby Lane, who was subsequently traded to Pittsburgh. And mm. he famously <laughs> he famously told them that they wouldn't win another championship for 50 years. Yes. It's actually been it's 65 years since that comment. Um, but And they've not really came close to that. So the next, they first broke their streak of winning a playoff game in 1991 after 34 years, and it's since been 31 years since the since they've won a playoff game and they're still obviously having to win one. So well, they're still on that streak now. As as a Browns fan, this makes me happy because misery loves company. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Dads, for our statistic of the week. Right, that brings us to the end of the pod, gentlemen. Thank you all very much uh, for joining me tonight. Uh, Paul, thank you very much for making your, your debut appearance, sir. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Uh, John, much the same with yourself, sir. Uh, but do you know what? No, actually, it's not much the same with yourself. I'm not calling this your debut appearance. You graced the airwaves on Sunday night but you had a one-on-one interview with Dan because I had a screaming Wayne and I couldn't actually join. <laughs> Because <laughs> we ain't kept trying. Uh, but John, thank you very much for being with us tonight, sir. 
Thank you. Scud, it has been far, far too long since you have graced our screen, sir. And it shall not be allowed to happen again. We will not be yeah. making a Detroit Lion out of you. Uh, so, <laughs> hey. <laughs> See, I said that just to mute upset. Uh, Scud, thank you very much for being with us tonight, Chief. No bother, bud. Cheers. And from one Chief to the Chief, Studs, as always, sir, it is a pleasure to share a screen and to share a microphone with you, mate. As always, a pleasure. I like that we link in with the Lions as well, and Gronk being his favourite player since he nearly got traded to the Lions. That story is so funny, man. That's hilarious. It's, I heard it today. Like, we, I think, was it on NFL on Fox or something like that? He was explaining the whole trade and, oh God, right. and he was we'll save, laughing it we'll, off. We'll save Gronk and his stories for another day, gentlemen. <laughs> Um, because that unfortunately is time so thank you guys thank you to everybody who is listening uh, remember we don't have that much long left in the off season training camp is here stuff is happening we have got if my watch is right six Sundays left until we have got football back folks until then remember you can get on t- you can get in touch with the crew on Twitter at grid iron crew we are on insta at grid underscore iron underscore crew put Gridiron Crew into YouTube, put it into threads. You can find us on all of your socials. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, chuck a comment at us, have your say on the show, folks, and help grow this community. And until next week, I have been Brian. The crew will see you through till the season starts. Thank you very much, folks.